final destination. All skills on. No odd job. Slappers only. Ah, slap. Or some say, slapsum. Do you hear our prayers? No, we shall not abandon the podcast. No one shall catch us. No one shall stop us from picking the best songs in Bloodborne. This was my rendition of Mikalash's funny words that he says when you try to kick his ass. Mikalash is a tremendous guy. Mikalash is the funniest boss in the entire Soul series. I think you're probably right. He's he, it's it's tied Mikalash and Pinwheel and Skeleton Lords. Uh-huh. Those are the three funniest ones. To Those me. are the best ones. And and Headless Ape, I would nominate. Headless Ape fucking sucks. Fuck you. <laughs> but he's but it's Mikalash is, is funny. Mikalash is a is a grad student who who yells, "I'm not owned, you are." As he <laughs> runs away from you. <laughs> Mikalash is the berries and cream Bloodborne character. When I streamed Dark Souls 3, my character was the berries and cream guy. You were a little lad. So, I was a little lad who loves berries and cream. So, I think that's really effective and and uh and good. Um, hello, Max. Hi, it's Jordan. Me, Jordan. We are co-host. We're Slappers Only, the video game music showdown podcast. Um, this week we're doing Bloodborne. It's a long time coming. I think this is, I think, the one of the two best games ever made. And the second one is uh, is God of War. Yes, I'm just shake smi- shake, your, I'm shake your head and nodding. Shake your head if you agree. <laughs> Objectively. <laughs> Uh, Bloodborne is, is, uh, is one of the best, it's definitely one of my favorite games ever made. It's, uh, the best game that FromSoft has ever made. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's one of the scariest games ever made. Ah! Um, how do you feel about Bloodborne, Max? Do you know that this is the first FromSoft game that I ever beat? Um, I believe that. I, I mean, there's so much I could say about this game that, like... It's been said by everyone else, but this is it's not like an Ocarina or Undertale type situation where it's like the things we say are actually gonna be worth saying here. Well also 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 unlike Ocarina of Time, this game came out in like twenty fifteen, I think. Was yeah, it? it uh twenty twenty fourteen. Um I bought this game at near full price and I was uh, a freshman in college and I played it in my dorm and it was very fun and mm. very scary. It's spooky it's like I get stressed out when I play scary type games. Um, this is scary, but it gets to a point where like you don't feel the scariness anymore because at a certain point you're like you just get so sucked in, you become the hunter, and you're just like, oh, not this shit again. Uh-huh. You sharpen That's, your cool axe. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's the part when uh the black hole births a fetus of disgusting writhing bodies, and you just go. Ugh, time to put, time to get to work. See, shing, I, shing. As uh, at our last Roy League season, when we all did monotype, I was bug. That which shouldn't really come as a surprise to everyone. Yeah, this. no, of course um, not. My team was Bugborn. So now, whenever mm-hmm. I think of the wonderful bosses and characters in From Software's game, it was a 2015 game, Bloodborne. I can only think of my fun bug friends. So you talk about the 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 moon birthing a cool nasty gore fetus named one reborn i think that's just shuckle (laughs) that's just my friend uh, shuckle nothing 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 to be compared between shuckle you make a venn diagram of things that the one reborn and shuckle have in common and Mm -hmm. i and i guess maybe slime or ooze it's it's a perfect circle and then the one reborn comes out of it (laughs) 
Uh, Bloodborne is so fucking good, and I've only actually beat- I was just telling you this, I've only beaten the mm-hmm. game once, but I always- I play it almost every year around Halloween, just, like, six hours of it. I play, like, up to like, maybe the Bloodstarved Beast. Yeah, or get to the Forbidden Woods, and then mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, I've had my fill for the year, I've, I've played this game all the way through before. Um, but it's just, like, so good. It's like, so every- good. every element is so- tasty and delicious and and fun and difficult and looks good and the design is crazy um and the music's really good the music oh my gosh and the story's really good it's also like the only from soft game that i felt like kind of like as you play it you kind of maybe kind of get the story a little bit maybe a little bit it's it definitely is easier to digest than a lot of other from soft games i think the reason wise. that i think the reason it's more easy to digest is because there's just a lot less there's like a lot fewer groups involved there's just like the church and to some degree the hunters mm-hmm. and then there's some big scary monsters <laughs> and, and and then I, there's I, our I, friends from the moon <laughs> There's our friends, our the 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 silly silly Eldritch friends. They uh-huh. say hello, and and boy, do they say hello. They speak English like the Night King. They say <laughs> that, that's the, the language moon of the Eldritch. Presence is here, Khaleesi. They they leave a bunch of like weird crab leg sigils all around Yarnum. Do you know what I think I love the most about Bloodborne? Huh? Is that the uh like it, well? First of all, it's fun to play. Um, that's my favorite thing about it. Some people are fun. saying this, sure. <laughs> you're coming here for novel takes about bloodborne and i'm i'm laying down it's fun uh the second thing i love about it is that the kind of game it is i mean the the difficult Soulsborne deal but like the atmosphere of the game changes as you play it so uh-huh. it starts out as like <laughs> spirit halloween it starts off game. yeah it starts off werewolves in london <laughs> werewolves in london and then like the time of day is changing and then you beat rom and then the lovecraft friends come out and they're like <laughs> which means like winter is here Kelizi. yeah um we've been here like the whole time lot. yeah i like i like the sort of evolving and that's the cool thing is that that's like the theme of the game is like gaining insight and and yeah. sort of witnessing the the fucked up shit that was in front of you the whole time but you couldn't even see and that's like weaved into a narrative perspective it's a and metaphor a of getting woke and a gameplay perspective and uh i like that and i think that there's some some stuff about that that maybe reflects in the music that we'll talk about but ah. i think that in terms of like connecting mechanics and uh story and narrative i think that bloodborne probably wins for from software Maybe, um, I'd because yeah, I like I'd that. Say I so. like the the insight. That's because like, like yeah, about if you it. think of the main sort of like number mechanics, like the number go up mechanics in every FromSoft game, outside of just leveling up in Dark Souls, it's like your humanity, and it's like that's more of a binary system of just yeah. like yeah, you get more humanity, cool. It's like don't lose it when someone invades like you and fucking you kills passively, you. You passively gain insight as you play the game. So and, and insight, like, yeah, like you can see stuff earlier than you're like supposed to with enough insight. Like the more insight you have, like the more damage you take from fighting the fucked up moon friends, because it's like your mind is so open. And it's cool because it's like a situation where your player avatar is like kind of going through with you because you are playing the game. You are learning more about the world and the story. And as that happens, because you're fighting the bosses and shit, like you are also 
your the player and the character are able to see the things that you couldn't see at the start mm-hmm. and like things are being recontextualized and you're revisiting yeah. areas that are it's so cool oh, it's so such good. a such a cool game um i think from a gameplay perspective maybe my favorite thing about it is that it is so much more fun to replay bloodborne than it is to replay a dark souls game because when you think of like jordan when i say ah oh, think of all the different cool weapon types in dark souls you're gonna think that, of a sword. Yeah, you're gonna think a sword, of a sword. Yeah. You're gonna think of a, a shield, sword. You're gonna think a of a shield, sword. A shield. Hey Max, I've heard that. I've heard there's some some controversial. I've heard that there's some shields in Blood Dark Souls. But one thing that you gotta know about Bloodborne is actually that they took the shields out because they engender passivity. I learned this from H Bomber guy. Mm. In a very good video. Except there is one shield in the game, and you and can use it, but joke. the game will say, "Haha, idiot, bye." It says, "It says, idiot, don't use this shield." Um. I think that Bloodborne is good, period. And Confirmed. <laughs> I like those tight. Those I do. I think that like the reason that it's fun, so fun, is because they just made little changes to add some speed to the combat. Like, some speed. Um, like what I really like is when you're locked on, your character doesn't roll. Like your character, like quick steps you dash yeah it's so good and and actually the from an animation perspective i just love the way it looks when you're fighting like blood star beast and you're like bobbing and weaving under his giant (laughs) fucked up arms i think hey what i that's a really good point because it really does make you feel like bloodborne um in that when you play dark souls you don't really get the idea that you're like a special guy you're just kind of like Mm -hmm. you're just kind of there and you're like kind of the one who takes part in the world. But in Bloodborne, like, I know you were brought to Yarnum, but you really do feel like a hunter from you're the You're doing get-go. the job, yeah. Like, that's that's the funny thing, is that in Dark Souls, you're you're like the one who, you're just an undead. But uh-huh. also, you're the undead that's gonna kill all the yeah, bosses. Yeah, you're, you're the enkindled ash. Yeah, but in Bloodborne, you're just a hunter, but also, the game makes you kind of feel like you're a hunter. And there's kind of a sense to why, I mean, in the sense that, like, once again, I think Bloodborne in general is just more like harmonious in the gameplay and narrative than uh-huh. uh, than the other Dark Souls is. It's like in Dark Souls, you don't really get a sense for why you're doing any of the things you're doing. You're just kind of unless like you unless you're Vati Vidya and you read every item description. <laughs> it's like you're you just walked into a room and uh, and fucking Gwyn is in there and then you kill him. <laughs> like you walk into a room and Osiris is there and you kill him and then you're like oh that's who that guy was and he's like oh but in no Bloodborne, Ocelot where is it <laughs> in Bloodborne it gives you a very clear goal uh-huh. kill monster and then you kind of stumble acro- across the story which you are then learning about as you go and there isn't really like a I mean I guess your goal initially is to seek pale blood and ascend the dream or whatever but like Really, you're just here to kill the monsters and get stronger. Yeah, and I like I like that. Like like I said, I think that that's a big advantage that Bloodborne has is that it's just very like harmonious with its gameplay and, and narrative. Uh huh. Another big advantage that Bloodborne has is that when you wear the gold Ardeo or Mikalash's hat and you go down a ladder, it I don't think I've ever. It really like blew my mind that that was real. I always thought that was an edit that someone made online, like it was a funny joke. But no, they they put that in there. Like I genuinely think that is something that so well encapsulates all of Bloodborne's vibe. In that it's this very serious game with like you know 
fucked up beasts and moon friends. And then they took the time and effort to make you bonk your head all funny going down a ladder. And it's like, there's that little bit of levity that even carries through for like the whole game that it's just like, you know, this isn't so bad as you're covered in like guts. (laughs) I mean, that's the thing about Bloodborne is that it's so like atmospherically overwhelming. Like once again, it's, it's, it's hard to, it's when you throw around words like immersive in a video game context, I just, I start to like fall asleep and I'm just like, oh my God, stop Uh talking about immersion. This is the Dark Souls um, of video games. But then there are those games that it, it really isn't a matter of like, it's just it's just some of those games have that magic where there's just you play it and just the the edges of your TV screen just kind of disappear. Like that was how I felt with Morrowind as well. Like when I played Morrowind, I just kind of forgot that I was playing a video game. And that's mm. kind of how you feel when you're playing Bloodborne. And I really just think it's because it's so damn engaging and just like. The 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 world itself is so interesting that you just kind of want to look at it, and I think that's really the biggest strength of it. Is just like every single corner of the game is interesting, visually distinct from itself. Uh, the areas, the level design is just like so cool. I guess mm-hmm. it's just awesome, and I love. I just love the the differences between the areas, especially as the game progresses and you get a little more like Eldritch. And the the levels become more like fucked up and weird, and you go into the j- nightmares and ah, uh, so oh, good. It's such a good game. It's such a good game. It's like it's one of those games that I'm just like, damn, I love FromSoft games so much, but they'll really never top this one, and that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. It's like, but like, we don't need a Bloodborne their- too. They made their best game, and I think it's it's good that they're gonna keep going, but they'll never get a- make a game as good as Bloodborne. Uh-uh. Because it was, like, perfect, beautiful catching lightning. And I, I think that it's so good that um, it influenced FromSoft's other games and made them better. Because I fucking hate Dark Souls 1, sorry. Uh, but I love I love Dark Souls 3, and I really think the reason is because they, they, kind of, they kind of sped things up a little bit in that game. Made it a little more fast and aggressive, because that's what Dark, uh, Bloodborne was like. and It's, that's it's more fun that way. And you can even go back and you can play Dark Souls 1 and 2 without a shield. Like, only, you know, like, two-handing a katana or dual-wielding twin blades. And it's like, you're like, oh shit. Like, you can even try and apply those mechanics. And it's, like, harder to do it, because the game's not designed for that. But you can but still try, and it's still fun. In Dark Souls Three, I I played with Cellsword Twin Blades and it was awesome. And I yeah, I really do think it's just because it's, it's just me. It's just the best way to play. And uh, yeah, I mean the like you said, the weapons in Bloodborne add so much replayability because I feel like in Dark Souls you just kind of get funneled down like like. And I know people will always be like, hey, you can you can upgrade your weapons and 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 whatever. You can pick any weapon you want. But like at the end of the day, you're gonna find your your niche and you're gonna stick with it. Um, and that's fine. I, I, yeah. I mean, maybe people play it other ways, but that's how I always do. But with Bloodborne, I mean, it's great because the niche that you pick is this crazy weapon that changes the way you play every combat scenario. And, and they're all so fun. And mm-hmm. some of them probably aren't that fun. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's I mean, like, what, like 30 weapons in Bloodborne. They can't all be winners. The fucking Kirk Hammer, though. Oh, my God. Oh, I need to do be- best to ever do it. It's. <laughs> Kirkhammer and the uh and the what's it Ludwig's Holy Blade where they both have those attacks that are just like the giant super slam. Uh-huh, the fuck you the fuck you attack. 
the fuck you attack. The one that's basically the the true charged great slash from from Monster <laughs> Hunter. Yeah, it's fucking the Just zero sum discharge, <laughs> crushing crushing an Enginath right across the face and making him feel the wrath of God. Like, <laughs> oh my God, oh. Bloodborne. Oh, Bloodborne, Bloodborne, Bloodborne. This, this game, this game has six composers. Jordan, mm-hmm. we have a lot. Um, we have Ryan Amon who. Uh, the biggest thing that I can see that he's worked on outside of Bloodborne, uh, he worked on Assassin's Creed Unity. Um, yeah, that's I mean, like video. He's some some shows I don't recognize. He did the the trailer music for the Avengers. Like, okay, whatever. Um, we have Tsukasa Saito, who seems to be a FromSoft in-house uh, composer, because we have a lot of Armored Core. We have like Kingsfield, uh, Deracine. Uh, same with Yuka Kitamura more a lot of um from soft games namely like dark souls 2 and 3 um we have nobuyoshi nobuyoshi suzuki which the funniest thing i can find is the biggest thing that he's done outside of bloodborne is that he wrote the lyrics to this uh jump up superstar and break free from mario odyssey <laughs> he did that and then he goes and does bloodborne it's great that's amazing he has the range um chris velasco who composed the original god of war games Oh, actually, he has done a lot. He's done like all the Darksiders. He worked on Borderlands. Like he's done some like real gamer games. Mass Effect Three. It's a lot. Um, and lastly, there is Michael Wandmacher, who does a a lot of stuff. Um, less stuff. Uh, games related. Like, let's see. Fucking. Oh, he did the music for the Ben Ten Alien Swarm TV movie. Whoa. Um. A lot of actual TV stuff that's not as much video game stuff, but Bloodborne is like one of the top things that he's known for on IMDb. So Hell a lot yeah. of a lot I, of people. I and and that's not even to talk about the actual like musicians themselves. This is one of those soundtracks, and, and it only happens sometimes for some games where like the the it's hard for me to even imagine like this music being recorded. Oh my god, I know, right? <laughs> There's videos of it, I think. I think you can go and watch them with the choir and stuff working on the music for this game. But like, I think I, it's, it's just something about the, the actual music itself, like the scale of the orchestra and the choir that they're using is like, they had to pack these people into a recording studio and make this music happen. And that's kind of fucked up for me. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of scary music in this game. And I would, I'd would be really, it'd be pretty crazy to be like, Oh shit, I'm making this this is scary. Hey, come into the studio and sing this hymn about um drinking some silly blood that makes you go funny. Ah. Do you think you can do, do that? Yes, let me sing this funny song about what if there is a big monster. <laughs> you want to talk about it, Jordan? Yeah, I got I got some I got I got uh, contrary to our usual formula, I actually picked some music that I like. This week, Whoa. and uh, and I picked about six songs that I'd like to talk about. Do you think I could do that? I'd like I'd like for you to do that. Um, would you prefer to... it if we talked about some music? I think I it would. is. It is your turn. It is my turn. All right, I'm gonna start strong um, with a piece of music that is good. Ah, <laughs> tremendous! Um, can you believe it? Uh, where's my picks? There they are. Okay. Um, let us start with something very basic and, uh, fun and good, mm. which, and, and also like, I think the first standout piece of music in the game Bloodborne. Um, the cool thing, the, the thing about FromSoft games, and I think it's actually a, a strength of theirs is that they almost never have overworld music or like any music at all. You hear music, uh, during the, 
in the like hub world. So like in the Firelink mm-hmm. Shrine or in uh the hunter stream or majula and then basically the rest of the soundtrack is the bosses so Mm -hmm. like and that's i think that's the thing i love about the series is that they're kind of like a show it's like the bosses to me are like the star of the show i don't know if you think that way obviously like it's not like shadow the colossus where it's all you're doing is fighting bosses but whenever i think of souls games i just think of like the areas and then the bosses and the bosses are like the big for me, the big selling point that my favorite part of the game yeah, is like the cool boss fights. Okay. I'm glad you think the same. Not to like say, oh, the levels don't matter, but like these are like the the developers giving you a big treat. Um yeah. and boy does the so Bloodborne has two bosses that you can fight first. Yes. Um, and I think one of them is kind of the like standard, and then the second one is presented as like your first wall to overcome i think every player hits a wall at this boss unless you get lucky and you beat him on your first try mm-hmm. uh and that's father gascoigne people people will argue about the pronunciation i believe it is gascoigne uh, uh how do you say it, yeah I'll, I'll co-sign that what do you say what do you say though no, i say gascoigne okay cool um and this is his theme the hunter Here's what I like about this theme. If I can do some, can I do some something which I rarely do, which is do some like actual musical interpretation of what I think this song is trying to say. Ugh, if you really want to. I want to go for it because Gascoigne is a really interesting character because he is a hunter of beasts. However, he is turning into a beast himself and halfway through the fight, he just kind of gives into that that animalistic urge mm-hmm. and he goes, he goes fucking sick of him and he goes, turns into a big dog and he goes, woof, woof, arf, arf, ha ha. What's for dinner? Bow wow. Oh, um, <laughs> and then he tries to club you with a brick. Yeah. Uh, but this song has two sort of main elements to it. One is this like bodacious, <laughs> bombastic brass. <laughs> and then it's got these like strings, these like frantic strings. And my belief or my interpretation or how I feel about this song is that it's like, the two sides of Gascoigne kind of fighting for control because of the first half it's it's horns dominant and that's like the hunter it's kind of the industrial like it, it, you know it's got this like industrious quality to it like it's the metal like the horns like it's the yeah. guy ooh, the guy Gascoigne the guy and then in the second half it gets taken over by the strings and the coral that's like the the like frantic the bestial nature of, of Gascoigne taking over and they're kind of fighting each other for control. And in the second half, the horns are still there, but they take a back seat in the in the background. And that's what I like about it. But even still, if you if you don't like my interpretation of the song, uh, the song's fucking good. And it's yeah, really the song cool. still goes hard as hell. Is the thing the song goes so hard the the uh, not to like criticize the good soundtrack we're talking about. This isn't a criticism at all. But a lot of the music in this game is just like <laughs> Latin chanting. Um, and it's good Latin chanting, don't get me wrong, we'll talk about a lot of it today, I'm sure. But when the when the music lets itself be very, like, melodic and rhythmic, I think it stands out a lot. And that's what I like about Gascoigne's theme, 
it's like really sort of melody forward in a way that not all the songs are. Yeah, because I I can only think of a handful of bosses in Bloodborne where I can like remember the melody of their boss track. Yes, and Gascoigne is definitely one of them. Yes, absolutely. It's just this fight is so fucking good. This really I is. I love like, this fight so much. It's one of my favorites. It, it's it's sometimes there are fights in Souls where it's like the wall that isn't fun to overcome. Um, that's how I f- feel about Bloodstar Beast. I get stressed out every time I fight Bloodstar Beast. But mm. then there's the ones like Gascoigne and fucking Jinichiro. Where when you fight them the second time and you come back and you know how to play the game and you, and you, you just, just completely trash them it, and it, but it's like so fun and it, it feels mm-hmm. like re- it feels like a, a fair fight and I love that it's just like fuck you yeah oh I, on a on a second playthrough you can like basically no hit Gascoigne like so easy if you just know like he, when you realize how parryable this guy is it's like, so fucking smart that's the best thing about about Bloodborne is that. So many of the bosses can be parried, and and so many of the hardest bosses can be parried. Like, yeah. you can parry Bloodstar Beast as well, and and you kind of have to. I mean, you don't have to, but, like, it really hinges. Like, this game is saying that if you can learn to parry, and it's not that hard in this game no. either. Like It's play- way easier to parry in Bloodborne than fucking Dark Souls, I can tell you yes. that much. Like, the game is basically testing whether or not you can do it, and obviously the, the boss is still easy or can you can still best him without doing it but like mm-hmm. when you come back on your second playthrough and you you've practiced and you're good at it now like Gascoigne is so fun to fight because it's mm-hmm. because he's not like super easy but you are you are better at the game than you were when you started and it's satisfying same with Genichiro he's one of my favorites and and Sekiro it's like you have become better and this big obstacle is now not a, really an obstacle for you mm-hmm. and I, it's I love like- that there's this really nice progression in gameplay of like the player skill i feel like a lot of people the first time you fight gascoigne you use the music box a lot and that music box like staggers him for a good like five to ten seconds and you can get a bunch of free hits in or you use the gravestones which like really you know kind of block his movement towards you and give you like more openings to hit but i feel like when you're good and you just like you fight him like on the fucking stairs or like out in the open and you're just parrying him and you're just like dodging through it and you're completely trashing this bow wow wolf wolf man like it feels so good you feel that's like what you i love about bloodborne that's what i love about about bloodborne though is that like it is it is so rewarding and satisfying to get right up in that ass like mm-hmm. right up in there mm. and and that's kind of how the game wants you to play it too and, and that's one of the things sorry if we just spent this whole time talking about why dark souls is worse than bloodborne a, a take that everyone in the world has that has played these two game series not that bloodborne is like dark souls sucks but like Bloodborne, you just want to. I mean, the, so many of the gameplay designs are are inviting you to play aggressively, which is just which is just way more fun and cool. And I just I mean, love getting up in Gascoigne's personal space and making him very upset when he dies. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> oh. All right, Max. Bring it. Bring it. Bring a second pick. Yeah. Um. It's funny that you talked about Gascoigne being uh, one of the first two bosses. So I like to oh, talk yeah? about the other first boss in Bloodborne. Ooh, ooh same, same slap, perhaps? Mm, it might be a same slap. So you're going through Central Yarnum, doing your thing. At one point, you hear, like, the most terrifying, blood-curdling screech. And you're like, hmm, that's probably hmm. nothing. I'm sure it's nothing. Can I say, as a side note, that I think Central Yarnum, and I'm not like I'm not exaggerating here. I think Central Yarnum is the best level in any video game ever created. You're probably fucking right, honestly. I think I think that it's the best level. It's the it's the most like well designed 
It's my favorite level. It's it's endlessly like well thought out the way that mm-hmm. it loops in on itself and the different parts of the level and the sewers and the streets and the guys and it's just like mm. Mm, to, co- to continue the aside, I think the smartest thing Central Garden does is like one of the very first en- packs of enemies you fight is like 20 fucking dudes. And it's so good. It makes you have to like think about how you're going to come through and you cannot skip it. Like you have to. You I mean, can't you skip can. it. But it, it's like you can. But once you realize the easiest way to go about it is to just be aggressive and hack through them like they're just fucking blades of grass. Instead of trying to follow them through stairs. Because, like, inevitably, if you try and play it safe around those guys, you're going to get got. But if you just run like a freaking bloodthirsty maniac and start cutting them down, you're fine. You're totally it's, fine. I mean, that's the other good thing about Bloodborne is that you get so many chances for heals that, like, you mm-hmm. can do that. And it's the optimal way to play. And it's the most fun. And, yeah, it's just, like, the fact that Central Yarnum is just, like, you walk down some stairs and there's fucking 40 guys. It's so funny. It's so good. And then it's, like... It's just it's just an endless string of memorable moments, Central Yarnum. Uh-huh. Like like I can close my eyes and visualize that level. And also like we're in the street where there's fifty guys, there's something pounding on the door, and you're like, what the fuck is that? And then you go to the other side and there's a, a fucking big boy over there. And it's big like boy. it's just and there's like then you go up the stairs and there's two evil dogs on the bridge and they still get me every single time I play because still I'm bad hate. at the game. I hate those fucking werewolves. Those fucking dogs um, are so horrible. Okay, sorry. So yeah, you get you get up on that bridge. Um, and, and it, it, you know, it, it funnels you there. It's a long bridge and you think, ah, surely there'll be a cool reward on the other side. Uh, the reward is getting your insides turned out by a fucking 30 foot tall deer goat beast named Cleric Beast, which is the name of the song also. I think that this is a good song because, because like we've said, this is the boss that pretty much everyone is going to find first. Like, it's kind of hard to find Gascoigne first. And I think that Cleric Beast is like a good invitation to the musical stylings of this game. Like, it, you get a little bit of everything here. Mm-hmm. I, oh gosh. So, what's cool about this song is that this is one of the songs that actually has, like, lyrics to the music. Like, they're yelling in Latin, but they're yelling words, and... It's like you can translate it, sure. It just—it's bloodborne. It's like an, an edge of horror, a lost path, lost alliance, the holy blood from the mouth. The blood says, "Oh, sacred holy blood, mistress." And just you know, it's all about blood and fucking you know. It's it's bloodborne shit. It's, there are some songs I will say where the the lyrics are are like meaningful and worth talking oh, about. But yeah, uh, but yeah, cleric. I mean, cleric beast in terms of like who this monster is is not like as important as some of the other bosses it's just kind of a big fucked up thing for you to fight Uh uh-huh um because this is this is not only the cleric beast theme this is also vicar amelia's theme because she's also the same kind of thing it's i always find that a little bit disappointing uh and i know that there's like reasons for like oh they're the same thing but i always wish that vicar amelia got her own theme because she's so different and she man vicar amelia i don't know why but that boss like scares the shit out of me I think it's, it's the, like, uh, it's the way that she, like, prays and holds her hands together that really, like, uh, bothers and upsets me, I think. Um, Scary boss. Like, 
this boss is so good because it you're probably not going to beat this guy the first time because you haven't gotten any insight at this point. You have not been able to level up at all unless you've like, Oh my god, Batman's this game knowledge. is so fucking smart. It's so good. So it's like, yeah, you die and like when you get sent to the hunter's dream, you see the doll and you're like, oh, that's weird. Anyway, moving on. When you see the... So Bloodborne is really cool in that, yes, you gain insight by killing a boss. You also gain insight by I'm seeing a boss it. for the first time. You get an insight by just looking at a boss because you're seeing, like, the fucked up shit. It's uh-huh. basically the fucked up shit meter of the game. Yeah. So and it's more- like, <laughs> the, yeah, the more it is, the more you're going to get fucked up by the shit. Yeah. And when you die, inevitably die, because you haven't leveled up at all to uh, the cleric beast, you go back to the dream and the doll's alive and you're like, huh. Oh, curious, oh I can level up What now. could it mean? <laughs> yeah. And then you level up and you fucking, you still have a hard time, but like, this is another fight that kind of teaches you well because if you have oil pots and um, firebombs, you can torch that cleric beast. You do a big chunk of damage because you, you learn beasts are weak to fire and beasts are weak to serrated weaponry. So when you learn that, you can really just, oh, you, blood starts gushing out of that thing. Oh, baby. It's just that satisfaction, though. It's just like, once again, there's just something so, like, perfect about what tools the game gives you to hunt the monsters and like when you do bring the monster down it really feels like an earned victory i mean it kind of does remind me of like monster hunter in this not in like gameplay but in like in like uh the way it feels of like you are a person who's been given these tools and uh you know you're not just fighting with a sword and shield you're fighting with these like big these big mechanical like monster killing machines Mm -hmm. and a gun and a and gun. Bombs and shit. Like, it just feels so good. And it feels really fair, which I like. I mean, yeah. not fair, but, like, when you get that victory, it feels so earned. Oh, God. Um, uh, I realized I didn't actually talk about, like, the music of this fight outside no, of the No, we're just talking about how good the game is. It's good. It, it, this is one of the other ones that has the light motif. You can recognize the da, 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 da. Uh, it's good. It's just, you know, it's 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 in cool time. I think it's either in, like, three-fourths or six-fourths time. Um, A, a non-standard uh it's like a double waltz i don't know yeah it's... terms it's good though um it's different it's not like four four which is like you know like we've always say literally anything is more interesting than four four yeah uh, it's true it is good good first boss if you didn't fight gascoigne first yeah that's it's just such a good like introduction to the game and just that mm-hmm. for once again the first like four hours of bloodborne are just like perfect perfect perfection perfect. i mean bloodborne is mm-hmm. is, is is i don't think there's such thing as a perfect game but Bloodborne is about as perfect as a game I've ever seen. And the especially, like, everything in the first, like, four hours of Bloodborne is just just absolute perfection to me. It's just, so like, good. the so tightly designed, so perfectly presented to you. It's, it's just beautifully made. And, I, oh, my God. Um, okay, I've got a song for you, Max. Hit uh, it. So we've talked about the very first part of the game. Let's talk about something way closer to the end. Hell yeah. Um, a very important boss uh-huh. a very important character question mark and a very uh powerful piece of music this song is abritas daughter of the cosmos
Aw, Noodle Face. Noodle Face. Um, so Abritus is a really cool part of the game because uh, if you continue to play the game, you uh, learn about the existence of the Great Ones, which are basically like ascended beings from another plane of existence. Uh-huh. They're like god creatures. But Abritus is a a Great One who has a tragic story because mm. she was left behind. And then some real shitheads said, Ooh, let's... <laughs> yes, don't mind if I do a sippy. Yummy! And then they just kind of kept her around to siphon her, her juice out. Um, so Abritus' music is like, you know, it's got the usual Souls boss trappings, but there's a lot of, like, ache and emotion to it, I find, that I really, I really like. It's just very, like, somber and powerful. Um, it's genuinely sad, yeah. It's really sad. She's tris- trapped there underground. Like, there's a few bosses in this game that it really feels more like a mercy killing. Like, they're gonna fight back, because of course they're gonna fight back, but like- Yeah, but when you're you... just putting them down. Yeah, you're putting them down, because like, I feel bad for Abritus. And this song makes you feel it. Like, if you look at the lyrics, they're they're talking about like, about, you know, she's like alone. She's she's the last one, and-, and it's so sad. It makes mm-hmm. me sad. It um, makes but also you feel bad for this disgusting, completely horrific, disgusting I know. fucking. It's, it's a disgusting, like, like genital monster. I mean, I don't want to. She does wanna, have like, two big old baby blue eyes, though. Big old, yeah, I know. That's one of the things that I love about the the monster design, though. Is like they. It's so fucked up, but you do feel bad for killing Abritus. And I think mm-hmm. one of the reasons is because of that that music and like the the emotion behind it like this is yeah. a sad this is a sad character even even though she looks really scary and gross like this is a and we don't really understand the level of cognition experience yeah. by the great ones you recognize like, that something wrong has been done to this this creature uh-huh she looks almost like an angel too like she's all white except for her face she has these weird like wiry wings like you can tell, like, she's wrong, you know? She's not yeah. meant to be here. It's just, God. And and the whole, it, the build-up to her fight is so cool, too. Because the Upper Cathedral Ward, that's all optional. You don't need to fight Abritus. <laughs> like, you can go the entire game without knowing about her. So you go through a whole optional area, this fucking terrifying, like, giant room where, like, Wolfman trash the chandelier. God. And it's like, you're in pitch blackness fighting these horrible blue-eyed wolves. And... Then you fight a bunch of toads from Mario, just a bunch of little <laughs> blue guys. And if you don't explore past that, you think that's the end of this area. You're like, "Home, oh, that was fucked up. But if you explore a little bit more, you find Abritus's weird lair and you're like, oh my god. I love this part of the game because, I mean, the thing about Abritus is that she's, like, singularly one of the most important entities in the game. Mm-hmm. Completely optional. Yep, Hard it's to so find. good. And, like, I love... The upper cathedral ward because the cathedral ward is like this very familiar area. It's not that scary, like in terms of fucked up bloodborneness to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can even like look back and see um, Vicar Amelia's room from the upper cathedral ward yes. as you take the elevator down, and you find that that altar she was standing at is basically sitting atop the room that Abritus is in, uh-huh. where they've been sucking her blood out and using it for the for the the uh-huh. weird blood shit that they've been doing, and it's just like. It's just such a oh. such a tragic like story. It's a sad and very scary too. Yeah. And and yeah, man, this game is so. <laughs> and well, also also, also totally optional. 
You can so easily miss. I cannot honestly can't believe I even found this without a walkthrough. I like I don't understand how I found this, but it's oh, so wow. good. Yeah. What what I love about Abritus is that if you look around in her room, you're like at the edge of the chalice dungeons. Like you're basically next to the labyrinth where they found a bunch of fucked up blood. Yeah. So it's it's, it's, it's like a place of power, you know? Yeah. I mean that that is really cool, yeah. Because the whole they found the blood in the in the chalice dungeons, man. Even the shitty parts of blood, the bad part of Bloodborne, which is optional, which is why I don't care about the chalice dungeons, is like they connect to the story in a way that is really cool. Oh, he. I mean, I think the correct Bloodborne opinion is that the final boss of the challenge dungeons is the true final boss of Bloodborne. I've never played. I barely touched the challenge chalice dungeons. They're fine. They're not as no. bad as people say. What they is are. what is uh, what is the final boss of the chalice dungeons? Queen Yarnum. Oh yeah, okay, fair enough. You, you fight the queen, and and it's it's a it's a cool fight to get there. It's a bit of a slog, but like yeah, she is like on again another very important pivotal figure to the lore that is like beyond optional. It's just straight up like fucking annoying to do. <laughs> yeah, but I did it. Uh, it, was, so, it was worth it. What's your it next? Once. What's your next pick, Max? All right, Jordan, buckle the fuck up. We're gonna talk about a funny guy. Oh, is he a big big funny guy? Uh, he's about human size funny guy. Okay, human-sized funny guy. Oh, he's a very funny guy. Yeah, po- quite possibly the funniest guy. And in fact, we already t- spoke on him earlier. Fiddly he's the funniest dee. guy in all of From the <laughs> Um, Support your local library. <laughs> this is Mika Lash, the Nightmare Host. He's the nightmare host. I think that Mikolash is so fucking funny. I can I tell you, this boss yeah. like ruined me the first time I played it because I did not. It's a fucking terrible fight. It is awful, and I kept getting to the last room and then getting funny blasted by him and then dying. But he'll karate chop you, and that's the funniest thing about him. <laughs> it's so good, Mik- Mikolash chop. Um, I oh gosh. So yeah, his fight fucking sucks because like the first phase is him just fucking running through this weird labyrinthine library corridor. As a bunch of puppets come to life and attack you, and you can cut the puppets down, they'll come back later, it's fine. Uh, eventually you trap him into a room, and then he, like, he blasts you with Eldritch Tentacle powers, which can very easily kill you if he uses, like, the Call From Beyond, which is, like, a bunch of, like, space missiles, essentially. Yeah, that's the one. Um, but the music is so creepy, you get really low rosiny strings up against, like, really high, light, creepy, you know, like, the, like, the, the, those, like, spidery type strings. You get a really nutty piano arpeggio going There's around. There's not a it lot feels of piano like, in this um, game, by the way. That's a cool thing about it's mostly strings yeah. and 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 I love those like super heavy like kind of gross strings that like kind of being played as harshly as humanly possible on purpose to to add that kind of horror element to it. Uh huh. It's like a, a very discordant choir. It 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 gives you a very creepy feeling. And what also compounds on that creepy feeling is that you're fighting him inside the Nightmare Frontier, or I'm sorry, the Nightmare of Mensis, which is like a realm beyond humanity, and he's just a human. He's just a guy. Yeah, he's literally a guy. I, I always love that that room where you go into the, the Nightmare because it's just filled with skeletons. Like, all of the scholars, they just like mm-hmm. sat down in their chairs and died. 
And it's very creepy. It reminds me of uh, some video games, actually. Some video games huh. that came out this year that I can't talk about. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I love this the whole premise, and, and I love that... I mean, I actually don't understand what his role in the story is, actually. Um, oh, you know what I do like is the second half of this this theme when it becomes this very, like, bum, 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 duh, yeah. duh, and then the choir is, like, going over the top of it. That's a part that I really distinctly remember from my, my first playthrough of this game, because I heard this song a million times as I was trying to fight him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. Mikalash, in the lore... He was a student of Bergenworth. Mm-hmm. Um, he went insane after he contacted the Great Ones, because, you know, s- yeah. such is what happens when you contact the Great Ones. Um, and I think he just kind of got trapped in the dream since there and just kind of went a little nutty with it. Okay, I wasn't sure if he was, like, guarding if he was like guarding the uh, Murgo's loft or something on purpose. I don't know. I think he's just there. Mm-hmm, that makes sense. Um, I like he's that, uh, great. I really so like funny. that the DLC is like pre-planned because Mikolash is talking about costs, um, and the Bergenworth scholars are connected to the old hunters, like that they're mm-hmm. they're the fishing village or whatever. It's kind of cool. God, I'm reading, I'm looking at his wiki page, and there's a whole list of unused dialogue that we don't see in the game, like fiddle dee dee. So w- one of them is, "Please, somebody, anybody, somebody, look into my eyes." But my favorite one is, let us sit and, mm, sorry, let us sit about and speak feverishly, chatting into the wee hours of my wonderful nightmare. Ah, ah! I think I've, I, God. It's so he's fucking a bit, funny. He's a bit much. I think that he's putting on an act. I think he's fine. <laughs> you think he's normal? I think he's regular. I like him. He's great. He's so funny. Um, uh, all right. All right. Third pick, Jordan. Third pick. Oh, I've got a feeling the, feeling the pressure. Feeling the pressure. Okay. Um, here's a pick that I like a lot, and I kind of don't love it, uh, only because it's got a similar name to a pick I already had, but that's them them soundtracks for you. They're not really thinking uh-huh. about it that way. Uh, this is the A final boss theme of the game. Uh-huh. Um, it's the one where you fight. There's a funny man, and he's kind of old, and he's kind of a pervert, also, is a funny thing about he's him. He's a funny gear man with a funny gear plan. <laughs> And his plan is that when you when you defeat the Murgos wet nurse, he lops your head off and he lets you go on your merry way, and the game's over. Yeah, you did it. And it plays the Mario sixty four credits music when it happens. <laughs> but uh, but if you if you say uh, maybe I should have a couple more boss fights, um, you get to fight the funny gear man with the funny gear plan. Um, and he gets up out of his wheelchair, and he's got a wooden leg, and he's got a big scythe, and his name is the first- well, his song is The First Hunter. Same slap. Same slap. Um, another... Okay, everyone loves funny Gwyn Lord of Cinder. Clean, clean, clean. Oh, it's sad. What if it's the final sad. boss has sad music, Jordan? But also, I love how sad this song is, and I like that the lyrics are talking about how he's trapped in a nightmare, and how he is forced to, like, shepherd people through the dream, and how the moon presence is a thing, and how he just wants to be free. It's sad. Mm-hmm. 
I feel yeah, bad can for I this say, old man. I care so much less for Gwyn than I do for Garman. I mean, the thing about Garman is that he he didn't fuck the whole entire world up on yeah. purpose. He's a victim. He He's he, a victim. He was just a guy, and he, he had to do this horrible thing for this disgusting monster creature. It's not he's his a victim, fault. he's just a guy. But he's he's got the fucking moves. He's got the he's the fucking Call of Duty badass grandpa. Um his, <laughs> teleports behind you, nothing personnel, Hunter. The the fact that his trick weapon is like a cool fucking scythe is like basically the biggest reason to play <laughs> New Game Plus. Absolutely. Oh my god, his scythe is like Is it oh, It's so not good. the is it the burial blade? Is that what it's called? It's or is the that burial what? blade, yes. Oh. oh um yes, I just love just like Abritas, I just love the the emotion of this song. Um, it's good. It's really pretty, honestly. It's another one where I can name the leitmotif like that. Da, 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 da. It's, yes. it, it's, it's so much sadder than Plin Plin Plon. It Gosh. really is sadder than Plin Plin Plon. Though, if Plin Plin Plon came in, it wouldn't sound too <laughs> out of place. It, it kind of reminds you know me of... In, I would just be confused. Uh, you know, it kind of reminds me of... Uh, the, the, like, somber emotional strings actually remind me of, uh... Well, this one came first, but it, it also reminds me of, uh, what's it called? Soul of Cinder is is another one that kind of has that yeah. gravity to it. It's really beautiful. Mm. Um, and, and, I mean, the whole game is just, like, Latin screaming. Screams in Latin, subtitled. So mm-hmm. the fact that the, <laughs> the, uh, the good final boss, like, Moon Presence exists, and I, I, I've never actually done that because it just doesn't... It just seems kind of like way, honestly, it's way easier than Garman is. Yeah, but like Garman feels like the the like the good fight, like the good final challenge of the game, and all the uh-huh. best Souls bosses are are guys. They're just guys. Like all the best Souls bosses are just guys, and Garman is a guy, um, and I love that. And and usually when they're guys, it's 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 a sad fight. It's a sad fight. Really, it's like yeah, I. I mean, the arena you fight him in is great too, because it's like this hillside of flowers with like the moon hanging low. Yeah, and, and, all, and you've got like, and you've got twenty minutes until a nuclear bomb explodes and Snake Eater starts playing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and it, you're fighting him, and it really does feel like he wants to kill you as much as he wants you to kill him. I know. It's I. I there's something I love about that. Is like. I mean, is it is it that he he can't just give up? Like it's part of his his. I his think so. Yeah, sworn duty. And also another thing I love about this fight, by the way, is the fact that it takes place just off to the side of the the place where you literally spent the next entire, to the main part of the hub. Like, where, yeah, I think you can see the place where the final boss happens you can. the whole game. Like that is so incredible. It's 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 this the fact that the guy who's there the whole game is the final boss, and and he's such a sad character. You can sit. You can listen to him sleep and dream and and like cry out for these people. Like, it's a, he's such an interesting character. That's what I like about Bloodborne is that there there is a lot of like real character to it, a lot of emotion. Mm-hmm. Fucking good God. game, Max. It's so good. It's such a <laughs> like the, like there is real. There's like real things going on here that I just don't think you get from all the other Souls games, and I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your final slapperoo? Alright, so Jordan, famously, you haven't played the DLC of Bloodborne. Unfortunately, I, I was telling you that um, I've just never found the time, um, uh-huh. and it's also kind of, isn't it like $30 or $20? I, I, I can't remember. It's but like 20 I've, bucks, yeah. 20 bucks. I've just never, I've, my my uh, my joke answer where when I'll, when I'll play Old Blood, uh, old Hunters, Old Bloodborne is what it's called. 
um, is <laughs> I will play it when Sony says they're about to shut down the PlayStation Store. I will buy it yep. and I will play it. I'll probably play it before that, but that that's the funniest way I could play Old Hunters. Mm-hmm. Um, Old Hunters is nutty because you go into, like, a dream, a different kind of dream. The most fucked up thing is that it's daytime in the dream, which is, like, the creepiest thing about it. <laughs> like, it's re- so, so it's like you have these, like, terrible, like, eldritch growths. Like, if you're in Central Yarnum in the Cathedral Ward, but, like... It's wrong because a there's it's daylight and also there's just like weird like eldritch roots growing everywhere and all the buildings are lopsided and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the enemies you fight are also like they will annihilate your ass. Like you got like demon dogs, you got like a shitload of hunters who like you know all use weapons and guns and stuff. Um, you got weird like tick men. Uh, the DLC does one of the smartest things in the world. Remember how at the end of like Dark Souls you're fighting like. Uh, Capper demons and Taurus demons, like yeah. the regular enemies, and, and it yeah, sucks. Blood- Bloodborne does that in that there's this one cave where there's just another blood-starved beast there. <laughs> I it's, mean, you it, find you start so fighting good. the shadows of Yarnum show up at the end as just regular enemies. And it's That's really true. Funny. They're all in. Uh, they're all in Murgo's loft. But anyway, um, the first mandatory boss of this DLC, after you traverse a literal river of blood, you're in this like giant sort of church room, and there's just like just bodies everywhere but they're kind of alive and one's like oh fuck dude you gotta help us there's a guy in here nerf make up a guy to get scared of oh um and this is a very important figure in fact this is like the second hunter basically like garyman was the first hunter this guy was the first church hunter um this is the best boss fight in the game this is the best boss fight in any uh fromsoft game and jordan it's called Radial tracking map. Oh, it's called Ludwig the Accursed. And also, I think, Ludwig Holy Blade. This is a song in two parts. Um, I'll speak on both quickly. Um, the first part, Ludwig the Accursed. You you fight. You see the most fucked up, terrifying, grotesque horseman. Yeah, that's the thing is that FromSoft has their head in the right place because they know the scariest monster that you could possibly make is a horse. <laughs> it's the scariest thing for me. Nothing is scarier than a horse, and that's Nothing what they. And scarier. with big horse teeth, I I've never played this game, but I've I've seen the fight, and and he's got he's got big horse teeth. He's got a big leg sticking out, like legs sticking out the wrong way. He's yeah. so freaky to look at, and a human nose. What if a horse had a human nose, Max? Whatever, it's Mr. Ed's ancestor because he can talk too. He's like, Aah! um, you fight this horse guy. It fucking sucks. He's fast as hell. He jumps on you. You know all the things horses can do in real life to enrage <laughs> their people. Um. And and there's lyrics to it. It's See, like, I want to say I want to interject and hmm. say that if he was really a horse, then this would be the easiest boss in the game because you could just like push him lightly and he would instantly die. He would just like his <laughs> neck would snap in three places right, and he'd die. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it, but the, the first part of the music, you know, it's it's like you got Latin choir chanting, "Oh hunter, blessed saint, an honest death is like a blessing. Let death come once and for all." It's like, all right, go off. Um, you get him down to half health. 
And then the coolest shit I've ever seen in my entire life happens. Hey, Jordan, you know that one weapon that's in every single FromSoft game that we all know and love, the Moonlight Greatsword? Yes. Uh, this is the guy who owned it. I love that it's the guy who owned it. What is that? So, what is the implication of the lore for the other Moonlight Blades? That is, it is a literal sentient weapon that bestows power upon those worthy enough to wield it, and I guess it, it exists throughout dimensions. I guess so. Doesn't fucking Sullivan have it in in Dark Souls Three? No, I don't know if no. He I, has he, he has some. No. You know, he has a sorcery blade, but, and a fire blade. Yeah, but Ludwig. Yeah, so the first part was called Ludwig the Accursed, and then Ludwig picks up the Moonlight Greatsword and he stands up. And this, okay, he I have seen this. Like I have seen this cutscene. The fact uh-huh. that he, like, finds clarity in his sword, and once he picks the sword up, and, and uh, he, like, regains his composure, and he's he is still a fucked up horse, but he's also a guy, and he starts and fighting like a guy, and it becomes a dude boss fight. And the best part is, in Bloodborne, beasts are weak to serrated weaponry. He's no longer weak to serrated weaponry he's not a beast in Phase 2, because he's not a beast anymore, he's a guy! And is this when the horns and stuff come in? This is when the most fucking bombastic, oh, oh, like the, the build-up. It is this triumphant, like, oh my god, it 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 hits so right, and it is like, like the most incredible <laughs> boss fight. Oh, I'm like leaning so back, listening to this, like, holy shit, like the, the it's it's this like waltz. It's so good. It's and a waltz. It's a waltz. It is. It's and it's and you know the best thing in the best thing in sword souls games is is when you fight a guy who's on even footing or hoofing with you, and Ludwig <laughs> Ludwig says I will become a sword guy for you, and then the music becomes this cool like you're it's a da- it's a dance it's a dance against a guy. It's a dance. It's not plin plin plons clip clip clop. It's clip clip clop. Fuck Max. This song rules. This song's so good. If I wish I didn't have to replay the whole first part of the game to get to this. I want to play this fucking DLC so bad, but I just don't know if I have time to play the whole game. Oh, yeah. shit, Max. It's so good. Just the, like, just that huge, like, horns. Once again, I, I if you ask me, Max, the horns are the human side of the yes. Bloodborne. The hunters. The horns represent the hunters. That's what the, the symbol is. So that when mm. Ludwig picks up his sword, you get the horns coming in. And the music becomes a lot more like Western classical. It's really cool because he's like he's regaining his humanity. Mm. So cool. Doesn't he like talk to you after you kill him? Also, yeah, he's a severed head, and you can like he's like tell me, tell me, hunter, are are, are the hunters of the church the honorable Spartans I wanted them to become? And you can straight up lie and say yeah, they're great. That's <laughs> and good. And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm I can die can, happy now. I'm glad you can do that for him. Oh man, God, it's that just... fucking three four waltz with the with the choir, and then it's just emphasized by those like cymbal clashes. Oh, Max, Max, come on, it's good, delicious. I love it. It's, this is it's incredible. Delectable. See, like I said, it's 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 a real shame that I uh, I haven't played this because because I would appreciate this a lot more if I've actually fought the boss. Though I have seen it, but I mean, mm. my God, and he's a he's a hard boss. I think I might have he might have been the hard. Uh, 
either Ludwig or Parl was was like the biggest walls for me in in Bloodborne. Parl is a real fucker. Because you can get to Parl way under leveled. Yeah, that's the thing, man. I just love every Bloodborne. Every Dark Souls game has like those two or three perfect, wonderful, incredibly difficult bosses that are mm-hmm. like so hard that you're just like laughing through it. That's how I felt fighting, uh, fighting, what's his name, in Dark Souls 3. Why can't I think of his name? This, Gale. Uh, Gale. Gale. Like, when you fight Gale, it is just so over the top that you're just loving every second of it. And I, so that's good. what I've heard people say about Ludwig, is that it's just, like, so mm-hmm. incredibly <laughs> overwhelming. Similar for the Orphan of Koss, but... That's a different kind of. Yeah, that's heard, a, that's a heard, different beast. I've heard mixed things about Orphan of Cost. I've I've heard that that Orphan is not very fun, but Ludwig is incredibly fun. Um, um I mean, I I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking bask in my own my own sauce here. It took me two you, tries to kill Orphan. How many tries did it take you to beat Ludwig? I don't know, like 10, 15, ten. maybe. Man, when you beat like, ugh, God, I can't wait for Elden Ring because because there really is no feeling in the world like beating a souls boss that took you i know like first i've been avoiding i've been avoiding the previews of it because i don't want to see what that weird arm guy can do i want to beat that guy on my own terms the first time i beat the first time i beat uh beat nameless king which i couldn't beat on my first playthrough i beat it i think i beat it on stream um, i think you did uh and beating uh gale on stream was also just like i was there yeah it was an incredible moment of my life. I just felt it, like those feelings are just so good. There's something you just don't get from any other game. That's what it is. I mean, it, it really is like, I can't, I can't ever expect anyone to play these games because they're really hard mm. and really like, yeah, <laughs> they're kind of obtuse and hard to pick up, but like, maybe the f- they should have an easy mode. They should have an easy mode. And, but those feelings that they make you feel are just like nothing else. Mm. You'd never get those emotions in any other game. I don't think it's good. It's so good. Um, um, we got some Ani Menchies. Yeah, I've got, I've got I've got two for you. Hit it. Um, the first one is, and they're kind of similar in a way. The first one is Moonlit Him, because mm. um, once again, I love the way that the game takes the familiar and turns it into something different. So when you get enough insight and you beat Rom, the Hunter's Dream theme changes, and it becomes this like sort of haunting, gentle, like uh, singing vocal piece mm-hmm. that's really nice. Um, before it's this, like, kind of cool, uh, mysterious, like, solo cello piece. And I feel like it really works in evoking these feelings of, like, the game sort of ascending to this different thing than it was when you started, as you gain the insight and you you start sort of learning the mysteries of the world. That's what Mm -hmm. I like about it. It it becomes this different thing. It becomes more ethereal, and and, uh, I like that. Yeah. Uh, the second one I brought is, uh, fuck this one, and I mainly am shouting it out because it's got a very funny name, and it's called Soothing Him, and it's the one that plays in Upper Cathedral Ward, the scariest level in the game. God. Um, it's, er, I think it's the second scariest behind Hypogean... The Hypogean Gale. 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 Um, but it's just these awful, like, dissonant, uh, ambient sounds, and then this, like, one soprano voice going, like... <laughs> this creepy and the br- brain suckers and the horrible dog. God, I hate that. I area. hate those fucking brain suckers. It's like the scary shit. It's so dark, but in a way that is like, like, uh, not Dark Souls Two. Like, I want to light this area up and it's satisfying. It's like I mm-hmm. need to get out of this area as fast as possible. I hate this fucking place. Um, and it's called Soothing Him, and it's a funny joke from the composers. 
Oh, it's a subversion of expectations. <laughs> it's just like David Benioff and D.B. Weiss would probably call it, like... This oh, they love, they, they love, love this to shit. subvert the extra expectations. You wouldn't expect that this song is called Soothing Him. Oh. Um, Mayani Menchi is one other one from the DLC. Um, you know the fight against the um, Celestial Emissary? Where yeah. you fight like, a bunch of, bunch of fucked up toads? It's, it's, um, uh, it's the boss that was in every like early 2000s video game. Where it's one big guy, and then you mm-hmm. made of lots of little guys, and then you have to knock the. I love those bosses, by the way. I love when I There's, when I it's good. when a got big guy explodes into little guys that you gotta kill, and as you kill them, the big guy becomes smaller. That's peak video mm-hmm. game boss design to me. It's so good. Uh, Living failures is a fun sort of re- twist on that, where um, you fight like two to three big guys at once. They have weird like crumpled heads that aren't like the normal like big old puffy toad heads yeah the they're like have. they're like uh morels yeah well they're because li- they're literally like man-made great ones that yeah there are living failures, living failures. But it's just this very this very like bombastic almost adventurous soundtrack mm-hmm. feels like you could like do sail on a pirate ship to this song <laughs> it's um, pseudonautical instrumentation it is i have argued before that this should have been uh, the theme that plays when you fight Orphan and Orphan's theme should have been with Living Failures. Yeah. Um, but I mean that people have agreed with me on that, so I know I'm not the only one who believes That's it. That's good. But it's it's just a weirdly intense track for fighting a bunch of little guys in like a weird like sunflower garden. But they can like summon like space meteors to get you, so it's not like it's an easy fight. In fact, I definitely died to these guys more than I died to Lady Maria, who's like immediately after this fight. So that says something, I suppose. Um. That's a lot. It's just another fun DLC track. Uh, whenever you play the DLC, you'll have a good time. Yeah, when I when I play it eventually. I need to play eventually, it. Like, I need to play it. In like four years. I just need to do it. Like, that's the thing is that I just need to do it. So Just do it. Maybe, okay, maybe next time there's a drought in video game releases, it'll be the time that I finally actually do it. Maybe. I can't promise this, but I need to, like, make, I need to, like, make <laughs> a commitment to do it at some point. What's going to happen is that, like, you're going to buy the DLC, and then, like, the week later, Sony's going to announce that Bloodborne's coming to PC. Oh, they'll never do that. That's a funny joke. They'll never <laughs> do it because uh, Takaya Kimura's agent won't let you turn him into Bloodstar Beast or whatever. <laughs> God. Uh, but that's that's that. We got our yeah. we got our six. We got our Animenchis. We got our um, Animenchis. We got our main, our main pickaroos. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see. Let's so. See, let's, see, let's see. Let's see. Okay. We've got The Hunter. Cleric Beast, Abritas, Daughter of the Cosmos, Mikolash, Nightmare Host, The First Hunter, and Ludwig the Accursed slash Holy Blade. God. It's tough. What a fucking good soundtrack. It's Um, tough. All right. Here's what I'm thinking. I feel like I know what you're going to bring. I'm going to bring my pick, and then I'm going to, whatever you pick, it will be the one that wins, is what I'm going to do. Unless it's not what I think you're bringing. (laughs) Okay. We'll see. All right. Ready? Uh, yeah. th- three, two, one. The hunter, Ludwig the Holy Blade. All right, if it's Ludwig, then. <laughs> yeah, well, see, this is the thing. I was willing, like, if you actually were gonna like put up an argument, I would have gone with you because it's like you I, haven't played I, the I, DLC. Yeah, exactly. I can't, I can't really speak on authority of the DLC, but I also am listening to the music and I like it a lot, and therefore I'm fine picking it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we're objectively correct. So we're objectively we correct, and I don't think anyone's gonna get mad at us being like Ludwig's a bad one. <laughs> But I'm gonna I'm gonna my, I'm gonna put a horse emoji next to this one. <laughs> my personal favorite is 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 Gascoigne's theme. However, yeah. However, this it's that, Ludwig. That that I, holy blade. It's specifically the holy blade part that like the waltz that really fucking sells it for me. 
good ass. I mean, Ludwig is the top. It is the Ludwig is at the top of Ludwig my is like, a, top five Ludwig. from soft boss fights. <laughs> Ludwig is a is a top. He's a top. He's a top. <laughs> He's a horse. He, he tops you in the fight by literally jumping on top of you. Ludwig is a top. Um, is a top confirms. Uh, we got Twitter questions. Jordan? We do have some Twitter questions. It turns out when you make posts about Bloodborne, people like it. Who knew? Uh, who knew that this game was popular? I thought it was an unpopular video game. Uh, this is gonna get way, like ten downloads. Yeah. <laughs> It's like when we made a joke about when we kept saying no one was going to listen to our Nino Kuni 2 episode and then a bunch of people listened to it for as a as a prank. Um also I love this picture you uh <laughs> you picked for our our Twitter post. It's so it cracks. I always funny. whenever I make these Twitter posts I just google the name of the game and then meme afterwards and like yeah. we got a lot of good stuff for Bloodborne memes. <laughs> okay. Um uh uh okay here's the first one uh from friend of, oh we have a twitter uh, at slappers only pod and you can ask us questions that we'll answer on our episode here's our first one from at os final boss it's your friend austin on twitter uh who says make contact or praise the sun uh make contact to me make contact you can do it to a brain and if you do it for like a minute straight you get like an umbilical cord out of it however i will say that neither of them are my favorite is my favorite um is my favorite gesture because all the dark souls 2 gestures are phenomenal mm-hmm I really like the one where you triumphantly like jump up and pump your fist at the same time. It's yes. weirdly energetic for a FromSoft game. It really game. is. The one that's like, I did it. Like, yeah. Woo. There's one in, in Dark Souls 2 that just reminds me of something a pro wrestler would do where it's like you're doing this like funny arm pump <laughs> emote. <laughs> that one's probably my favorite. I was um, like a dab in Dark Souls. You can with mods. You can with mods. That's true. I'm pretty sure you can make any of the Fortnite dances into your emotes. Oh, that that's game. a good one. Um, and then another similar question, uh, what's the best gesture and why is it a tie between make contact and shake off cape? Uh, I like shake, shake off, off cape's a really good one Shake too. off cape is really good. Um, God, <laughs> that's the funny thing about, about Dark Souls and Bloodborne is that the like player to player interactions are so fucking funny. Can't, like, can't be beat. The way that you can interact with other people is either you, uh, go, hey, or you throw down a rock that goes, I'm sorry, or you <laughs> shake off your cape at them. Rocks. It's just it's so fucking funny that's the funny thing like you said there's moments of levity throughout these games and one of them is mm-hmm. just playing with other people what's we, honest okay not to talk more about why bloodborne's one of the best games ever made but one thing i love about bloodborne way more than dark souls is that there are like three areas in the main game of bloodborne where you actually get invaded by people mm-hmm. it's not like the entire fucking game like dark souls I uh I didn't have PlayStation Plus when I played it, so I never got invaded. Mm. So I have I actually never engaged with the multiplayer of this game at all, which is kind of sad. I mean, at the, at this point, the only people who are actively playing online are people who are way too good at the game, so you're probably better off. True. Um, here's a fr- uh question. Another oh that question was from uh Pagliacci Proto J, and here's another question from Pagliacci Proto J on Twitter who says, "What's your least favorite enemy to, enemy to fight, and which is your least favorite to look at?" And those are the same enemy for me, and it's the fucking Winter Lanterns. Oh, I think honestly, I think the squid heads are worse. The the brain suckers. The brain suckers. I don't know. With the Winter Lanterns, I feel like the only places you fight them are places where you like they give you ample cover. That you can get nutty with it and hide and like, you know, you got to wear the fucking like Gravedigger's outfit that gives you a really good terror resistance. The squid heads just get you and it's like bye bye insight. Oh, the other one that I hate is the dogs that explode into worms. That's another fucking. Yeah, because like you need to get like the threaded cane that hits the ground when you do like the special attack. To be able yeah, to kill they're so things. hard to kill the worms. Um, But I winter lanterns is uh, a big one for me. Oh, you know what is the other? OK, two other ones Um, that hmm. I just need to get a special shout out to. Uh, and I don't actually hate them that much, but the bugs at Bergenworth, the flying 
the but buzzy boys. Oh, the 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 amigos. Yeah, and the, I love those guys. There's that one enemy at Bergenworth that only shows up besides in the Chalice Dungeons in oh, one the part. Oh, fu- the luminescent wallflower. What whatever is the fuck that? It's called. Like, why is it it's there? A, it's, it's a centipede. Why is it there? I don't know. I love it's in, funny. I love in FromSoft games when they just throw something in for no reason, and it's like, what? What? Why is? What is it? And it's like, wow. There's not really like, any. No, more, we're not going to tell you. Not really <laughs> elaborate any on more that. No. For it or anything. Yeah. Um. Argyle says, "What's the worst boss fight, and why is it Watchdog of the Old Lords?" Also, I'm a known Kirkhammer stand. Fuck. Uh. Thank you. I thought that said fuck you because I was Argyle saying it, but it says thank yeah, you. Yeah. It's. It's. You, you're. You're forgiven for assuming that. Um. um that's a Chalice Dungeon boss. Yeah. That's the uh, thing is the Chalice big, Dungeon doesn't exist to me. So it's a big fucked up fire dog. Um. I'm of the opinion that Watchdog of the Old Lords is kind of fine the problem is when you fight it you fight it in a dungeon that like has your health um can we can, so we, damage- can we add an asterisk <laughs> onto it that is uh what's the worst boss in in like not in a chalice dungeon because chalice dungeons are like so optional that i just yeah it's like oh yeah the, i don't even know the names of the ones in the chalice dungeons because i've never even done yeah. them. what's the worst boss in the actual i mean is it is it mikolash probably just because like it's it's hard to like fucking corral him into the room where you actually have to fight him. That's true. He's just kind of a pain in the ass. Um, my my answer with Chalice Dungeons involved is the fucking Thumerian descendant, who's like a guy who can fucking throw twin sides at you, and like you just can't close the distance. He just kills you so fast. That's I get annoying. so mad fighting that guy. There's oh. one from Jake at Mister Jakey Poo on Twitter who says best weapon is obviously the Kirkhammer. If not that, True. for some reason, what is your favorite? Uh, Kirkhammer is really good. Um, and then also I am a just a tried and true. You won my heart from day one. Saw it, saw Cleaver. Love you, saw Cleaver. Best friend forever. Um, um Tonitris, if not Kirkhammer, Tonitris hmm. fans can can leave me alone. I don't really who the like hell the hell is a Tonitris. People fan? No people one. are always like good the tra- Tonitris in the game is over because it's so. Fu- easy and fun it's like i don't like the tonitrus that much it's only good for killing rom's little babies in that (laughs) fight um i love the whirly gig saw it's a is it a dlc weapon it might be a dlc DLC. weapon the transformation attack literally you just hold it out in front of you and it just spins like you're using a fucking string trimmer i mean you know why i know that i like the whirly gig saw even though i've not played the game Hmm. is because i played uh i played monster hunter rise and i've used the uh <laughs> the charge act and they made the uh charge blade do that in that god it's so good when it does that in that game fuck i love it max we, we got game of the year next episode so Oof. we'll get to talk about that game um mm-hmm. here, here's one from a friend of the show milk at milky milk succubus one on twitter who says if you could be any funny little guy from bloodborne who would you be i will leave it up to you as the factually correct host to decide who is a funny little guy or not so obviously the uh messengers are the titular funny little guys however i think there's other funny little guys to choose from oh yeah celestial emissaries celestial emissaries there's the rom Rom, i think is a funny little guy even though she's not very little um and also rom has little babies that are yeah those are the funny little guys um mikolash is a funny little guy yeah he the the little puppets oh you know what the the wet nurse attendants who kind of like have their like bare feet slap on the hardwood floor inside uh hey, nightmare of mentis are funny little guys hey, you know what sucks sorry just because we like you know when we play these do these episodes we just talk about things that we like in the game you know what sucks um huh. the scariest enemy in bloodborne is the crows and uh oh my, my favorite thing in the world is that there's this fucked up crows the fucked up dogs and then in murgo's loft <laughs> yeah. they crisscross them and make fucked they up dogs. it's the fun it's like it's that there was a toy 
um, in the mid 2000s that was like the fusion zone. I don't know if anyone remembers this, but you like put together these fucked up guys, and that's what this uh, that enemy is. It's a funny fucked up guy. Um, I think the funny little guys are the messengers, though. That, that's you, like, like a true answer. Can't yeah. you like give them a little hat to wear or something? You can give them. A, you can get them a lot of different fun outfits. That's good. See, you know what that reminds me of. What I'm thinking of now is is another underappreciated funny little guy is the little guys from Overlord. Um, because they can also wear little hats. Oh, have it's ever, important to be able to wear hats. Have you ever played that game, Max? I haven't. No. Um, it's. I don't know. I was gonna say it's good, but then I I don't know because I haven't played it in a million years. Hmm. Probably not. Okay, last question. What kind of horror beyond horror do you think is lurking right outside your door, completely invisible to your insightless eyes? Also, has there ever been anything more fucked up than the bag dudes dragging you to Yahar Ghoul? That scared the shit out of me when it happened. Okay, first of all, when Dark Souls lets you go to late game areas early, that's incredible. And mm-hmm. the fact that you get forced to go to a late game area early if you get taken by the Snatchers is... Holy Top shit. Top gameplay moments. It's it's one of the worst things that can ever happen to you in a video game. It scared the shit out of me the first time. We uh didn't bring uh we didn't bring Hail the Nightmare onto this episode because we did it on our Halloween episode, which is there's probably someone who's really angry. Why did you bring Hail the Nightmare? It's cuz we already talked about it. And I almost yeah. thought about bringing it again, but like that would have been on my top three list had we not done it for Halloween. Right. Yeah, we already popped off by getting a same slap on an episode that wasn't about Bloodborne. So uh-huh. it's like, it's, we got to retire yeah. that jersey. I just, you know? I just need to like lay that down that, that Hell the Nightmare would be in yeah, the place. It would have been here. It would have been here if we hadn't talked about it already. But like, Jesus Christ, that level. Um, it's so good. It's so good. But uh, what horror beyond horrors do you think is lurking outside your door, completely invisible to your insightless eyes? Uh, the specter of uh, capitalism. The specter that is haunting Europe. Yeah, I think Jimmy's outside the office door right now. He's not scary, though. I saw that picture of him where he's, like, cosplaying a puppy version of himself. He's scary because he can sneak up behind you completely silently, and then you think you're going to trip over him. Oh, that is scary. That's the scariest thing is when you are afraid that you're going to hurt your pets on accident. I know. That's the scariest thing. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Bloodborne's good. It is good. That's all I have to say on the matter. (laughs) In conclusion, your honor. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, well, I mean, not much else to say, right? No, I, mean, Fucking... I think we think we did Bloodborne good. We did Bloodborne good. Uh, next week, we're not talking about a game, but rather talking about many games. We are. We're of, talking about... Of, of the year. <laughs> we are talking about several games of the year. I actually don't know. Uh, we'll have to have a production meeting about how many games we're each going to bring, because my gaming uh, capacity was severely limited this year. Um, I'm thinking a... like five. Yeah, th- five, five is probably going to be about how many um, I've played. Uh, and that is good. So we'll, we'll do our, we'll be doing our, uh, our game of the year next, uh, next episode, our top 10 games of the year. Number one, blood, uh, breath of the wild two. Number two, (laughs) God of war, (laughs) Ragnarok. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Um, so that's it. Let's, uh, let's wrap this shit up. Thank you all very much for listening to slappers only you can find all of our episodes at slappersonlypod.com and you can find us on twitter at slappersonlypod you can find me on twitter at bradypus rex and uh, you can listen to my two other shows that i do which are called kyle xy which is about the hit abc family tv show kyle xy and also some fanfic written about season four um you can also listen to comrade radio which is about yakuza um max where can we find you I'm on Twitter at MaxiBajillion. Um, my other shows, one is Pot of Greed, the world's number one and only Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. 
Uh, that's that pod I read cast on on Twitter. Uh, there's Wow Cool Robot, a show about Gundam. Hey, you're into that now, Max. I started um, listening to Wow Cool Robot. It's good. I thank you. I like. I, really I like to listen. It. I've been watching Mobile Suit Gundam, and then I was listening to the episode as I was watching. Uh, however, my I've immediately outpaced the podcast because mm-hmm. of how much Mobile Suit Gundam I've been watching. But it's a fucking good show. It's a really it's good. It's a great show. It's a really good anime. It is. I'll have you on. We'll we'll, we'll talk about like a maybe an OVA or a movie, perhaps. Yeah, it'll be a fucking great time. And that's on Twitter at Wow Cool Podcast. And my current main project, not main project. I don't know why I said that. It's called Nevermind the Trollocs. It is a limited run podcast I do with uh, Sarah from my Yu-Gi-Oh pod and Tom and Nina from another Gundam podcast uh, where we talk about Amazon's Wheel of Time. It's really good. Uh, that's episodes come out like Tuesdays usually. Uh, and that's on Twitter at NVM the Trollocs. Yes. And uh, we, we are hosted. We are hosted by the Noise Space Network. Um, lots of great shows on Noise Space. I just got distracted because I just saw that Hideo Kojima bought the... Uh, he was talking about buying the full box set of Columbo. Oh my god. And I was just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I can't fucking escape this man. No, I, I, can't, I can't tell if I'm talking about Columbo or Hideo Kojima at this point. Who am I, t- who am I trying to escape from? Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Just Hey Snake, it's me, Columbo. <laughs> I'm trying to trying to solve this case. Oh boy. Okay. Um lots of good shows on Noise Space. You can listen to all of the ones we talked about already. Those are on Noise Space. You can listen to uh Night Nanaroy's Nightmare and Era. And you can listen to which is about creepypasta, by the way, and it's very funny. Mm-hmm. If you want to know who Tiki Toby is, which, by the way, fuck Tiki Toby. <laughs> I was getting so mad listening to the Tiki Toby episode because I was just like, "Fuck Tiki Toby, little asshole." Who the fuck is T- who gives a shit about Tiki Toby? What a piece of shit! I hate Tiki Toby. If Tiki Toby is real, I hope he comes to kill me so I can make fun of him before he does it. <laughs> um. And what other good shows are there? There's, uh, there's... Uh, Twink's Awakening about uh, Zelda. It's about Breath of the Wild, too. I almost said the only Zelda game worth talking about. Yeah, the only real video game. Best game that came out this year. Holy shit. Uh, sorry, I almost just dropped my controller on the ground because I was Uh, you can listen to Zero to Zero, which is about... It's about a lot of things, but... It's, it's, it's about several things. It's about a couple things, but currently it's about the DC you movie universe of dc films and also it's about pitbull and also it's about the sci-fi uh reality show who wants to be a superhero dale dale <laughs> lots of great shows that's noiseface.xyz is where you can find those um that is it for this week we will be back next time to pick a game of the year uh we're gonna be back next time for you to try to convince me as to why forza horizon 5 or whatever is car game 5 yeah car game 5 game ever made and then we'll talk about monster hunter rise and then i'll try to come up with other games that i played this year i mm-hmm. played i played five games this year yeah that's a fact you get, five. you get five i just didn't beat five games this year i don't think mm-hmm. that's okay um and that's uh, it so let's uh yeah. let's let's wrap it up uh what do we say at the end of the episode <clears throat> Ask not for whom the track slaps. It slaps for thee, good hunter. Farewell, good hunter. May you find your peace in the waking world. May you turn into a yucky, slimy squid Mm. slug boy. You're you're a kid now. You're a squid now, good hunter. Good hunter, you have have taken your vaccine and now you're a cat boy worm creature. (laughs) 
That's what happens. That's what happens when you take the vaccine is you turn into that. It's documented. That's right. 